Welcome back to the Kill the Dead podcast. I'm your host, Greg. Today, I'm joined by my internet co-host. We have Ash. We have Devin. How you guys doing today? I'm just fine. Like, <laughs> y'all are so sexual all of a sudden. <laughs> when I get that feeling, I want sexual healing. Oh, man. Chilling with anticipation. Oh, dude. <laughs> um, this might be a slightly charged episode, <laughs> but <Sorry, if> you... <laughs> I don't know what to say. If you if you've clicked on the our podcast by now, you know we're covering the uh, 2022 release of X release of, I don't know why I said the year X. There's not another movie uh, by this name. It's a Ty West joint. Um, Before we get into horror news, we'll just get initial impressions out of the way. (laughs) Devin, I'm going to let Ash tell us about her initial impression. (laughs) Um... This might be a little t- TMI, but I was horny. <laughs> hey, you know I what? Felt- <laughs> I felt like I needed a cigarette. Oh, we're going to talk about it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't want necessarily what the the name of the movie implies but given that we get about a good 45 minutes of making a porno like it was well done it was for yeah, sure yeah. <clears throat> um devin how about you i really enjoy this movie i i'm gonna say i think it's my favorite ty west film Next to Cabin Fever 2, of course. But I think oh. this is my favorite Ty West film. I forgot he did that. Mess. In hindsight, we should have did that to tee up this. Well, no. I mean, I brought it up during an actual Cabin Fever episode, and y'all about got rid of me off the show. <laughs> <laughs> Spring Fever's in the air. What did you think of the movie, Graham? I absolutely loved it. It may, we'll see what Nope does. That's my next anticipated film, but this may be my favorite film of the year. Bold statement, it only came out in March, mm-hmm. but I feel like it, it was well done. That's all I can say. Super side note, small tangent. Um, I'm going to lose a card. I don't know if it's a black card or a horror movie card. I'm not looking forward to Nope that much anymore. Like, after um, a bunch of the clues have been released as to what the movie's about or what people are suspecting it's about, I'm like, meh. Like, I'm still going to see it in theaters, but I don't have the same level of anticipation for it I had previously. I can agree with you on that. 
I don't find myself overly ex- excited for it like I was with like Jordan Peele's previous films. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, yeah. I haven't really delved into like knowing like what this movie's really about. Like I've heard a little bit like, oh, it's supposed to be about aliens, but I don't know if there's any more that's been like like announced or anything, but I'm just yeah. kinda I'm just chilling at this point. Like I'm pretty sure I'll get high on anticipation. When the ticket <laughs> when the tickets go on sale. But at this point I'm just chilling. I almost forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and can we just say uh keep Daniel Kalua in your thoughts and prayers. Like let's just make sure he's in a good place right now. Yes. Oh wait, I don't, I don't know what's going on with him. His, He's in a real uh, life get out situation. Yes, with his life coach, and you can't see me doing the air quotes, but just Google Daniel Kalua and life coach. It's it's sad. Um, I mean, I have to do it right now, but right. I understand. Like, <laughs> he said, nope. It's a whole thing. That is going to impact Black Panther 2, then. Oh, they've already wrapped filming up. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. But, yeah. Right. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm just bookmarking <laughs> this for later. <laughs> yeah, All right, well, tantrum. <laughs> on a higher note, Ash, why don't you give us some horror news? Okay, let's see. What do I have? For horror news. Okay, by the time we are recording this, like, as of today, like, right now, can you believe it's been 15 years since Grindhouse first released? 15 years. I don't, I don't want to believe it. For some reason, I keep thinking Grindhouse Presents came out in 2010. I don't know why. It just does not feel like a 2007 joint. But yeah, yeah, 15 years. Happy anniversary. <laughs> I just watched um, Not Planet Terror. Death, Death Proof, Proof. On Tubi the other night. I did too. Well, it was all Pluto, but yes. Yeah, Pluto, sorry. I like I, Death Proof the best out of the two. I do too. I think most people do. Oh, really? Okay. I, I truly thought I was in a minority in that. No. I think it's um, I think it's a less is more approach. There is violence and death and murder. However, there is some uh, well-acted scene. And as a former Austinite, I love seeing the parts of Austin. And every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, that's changed so much. This isn't even there anymore. Uh, the, the scene in the Texas Chili Parlor, like, I would go to lunch there all the time. Wow. So, um, I guess that's also maybe I'm biased. I I don't know. I think I just like the dialogue in Death Proof better, and I I mean I like and I love all the actresses in that one as well. So oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Planeteur is fun. I just prefer Death Proof. Yeah, say like, but Death Proof. Oh my gosh, that whole like first half of it. Mm-hmm. Gets me hype every single time. When Butterfly gives whole boy that lap dance, I am living. Okay. <laughs> I always said, whenever I like, 
whenever I'm drunk and high, I'm feeling good at a bar, I will be doing that. So watch <laughs> out, world, when the whole uh, gang gang links up, I will be doing that. Okay? And I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure my uh, camera's ready, too. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your camera's going to break. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, uh, so are you going to go out on your birthday and just go by Butterfly? I, ooh, I could do that. I forget so, how it goes, but it's like, miles before I go to sleep, did you hear me, Butterfly? Miles oof. before you go to sleep. Ooh, yes, yes. Oh, I just Maybe love that just, scene. Oh, This I'm is like, such a horny episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does keep coming back to sex, though. <laughs> But moving on, let's see. Sorry, I have like bookmarks. Okay, just when you thought the whole let's make a movie about Titanic was over with, uh, 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 wait, there is more. It has been announced that Tubi is coming out with an original horror movie called Titanic 666. The trailer just dropped and the movie will be available for the free uh, I want to say April 14th. No, April 15th. I'm sorry. So, Friday. My uh, Instagram friend who sends us stuff from time to time, he sent me an article on this yesterday. And I was just like, okay. (laughs) Or two days ago. But yeah, I so with the cast we have Anna Lynn McCord. Of course, um, we and this was shocked me. Keisha Sharp is in. Why? Why? I thought you were gonna say Knight Pullman. So that's oh a- no, I mean I should be surprised because she did do Leprechaun back to the hood. But I mean I I do like her, so I I'll be watching it. I mean. Yeah. She's so pretty. She is. So the little plot goes. Oh, there's after... a plot. <laughs> it's in the after... bonus features. <laughs> <laughs> after a mammoth um, cruise ship sails over the site of the Titanic's disaster, dark and deadly events start to occur on board. As the ship's captain investigates the tragic occurrences, it becomes clear that the passengers from the original Titanic has returned. Okay. <laughs> um, I watched the trailer, and like I said on Twitter, I'm stressed, but I will be watching this. That is so ghetto. I don't know. This is no. I can't wait to watch this. I can't wait to watch this. We should have a watch party or something. I was going to say that. I'm down for that. I tried to watch, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen this yet, or even have it bookmarked, but Llamageddon on Prime. Huh? It's a killer llama. (laughs) (laughs) So is it like Black Sheep? Did you see that? No, it's it's not that good. (laughs) Damn. But the whole time I was, I didn't finish it. But I was like, I should have watched this with people. I should have known better than to watch this alone. There's another one I'm waiting for it to become free. It's a Jesus Christ Vampire Slayer. You know oh, what? Yeah. It's you know. 
Uh, Sometimes you just need a good <laughs> film to turn off when you. <laughs> I, I, love this. I yeah. I mean, you do you, boo boo. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to respect your craft. <laughs> and that you're following your dreams and getting your work done, but there's no need to stress me out like this. I mean, listen, I never made a movie, so I, I guess you've done more <laughs> in life than I have. I just add a lot and get into my queue. There we go. I'm about to, yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to add it. I'm talking all this shit, but I'm going to add it and watch it. Yeah, yeah. If you guys watch it, I would love to finish it with you because I I have not. I got about thirty minutes in. So great, hold on, great. No, 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 no. So you want to finish? You want all three of us finish together? Oh my god! <laughs> I love nothing more. <laughs> Let me stop. What I'm has this movie done to me? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Ty West. <laughs> Okay, let, let, let's do one more piece of news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeffrey Dean Morgan will battle an evil ventriloquist doll in a movie called Felix. So, hmm. yes. So, um, it has been announced that Jeffrey Dean Morgan and uh, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth will be starring in the movie Felix and according to some resources is being described as Super 8 meets Child's Play. And the plot goes Charlie and his best friend Jimmy are making a film about wait a minute. Charlie and his best friend Jimmy are making a film and dream of becoming big time Hollywood directors. When Charlie's father finds an old ventriloquist doll named Felix among his late mother's belongings, Charlie and Jimmy cast the doll as the creepy antagonist. Through a chain of increasingly sinister and disturbing events, the family discovers that Felix has a mind of his own, and it is up to Charlie and Jimmy to rid their family of an ominous force. Shit. Ash, I think you should start move, doing movie trailers. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm down. <laughs> Let me just <clears throat> lubricate my throat and read the plot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jeffrey, <laughs> like, I'm not mad at this. I could see me watching this on purpose. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can do that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not upset with that at all. He's the Lucille Bat guy, right? Yes. Okay, just make sure. Vegan. I've never. He's the one who's he's one who's not named Javier Bardem. Uh Uh-oh. They look they look like twins. They do. They do. Yeah. One's just sexier than the other. I'll let you guess which. The right one. (laughs) I don't know which one. (laughs) They look so much alike. Oh, also, uh, speaking of anniversaries, Evil Dead celebrates nine years today. Oh, Oh. yes, the remake, Fede Uh, Alvarez. You know, they we could celebrate if they released a trailer for Evil Dead Rises. Hmm. I actually got a a trailer for it. Really? 
No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not that connected. So what do you guys think about him tackling the uh, the Alien franchise? Uh, I mean, I guess. Tell me how you really feel. Just leave it alone. I mean, they, what, what was the last Alien movie? Covenant? That was probably what? I was with that piece of shit X. So that was like Ooh. three, four years ago. Four years ago, yes. So, and that movie wasn't the best, so they need to just leave it alone. Unless Fede can prove us wrong, then I'm okay with it. Has anyone seen Catherine Waterston since? Who? Honest question. Who is she? She is the female protagonist in the film. Aside from Michael Fassbender. Maybe, uh, maybe it was Daniel. I wonder if Jesse Smollett gets royalties for that. For for that movie? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot he's in that. I think he gets teased for other stuff. At this point. He's gonna need it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me stop. Yeah. Um Yeah. Damn, I forgot he was in that movie. I've never seen it. I'm, I mean, I guess I'm okay with Fede directing it. I don't. I get. It's one of those things where it's like, sure. I don't have an opinion either way. <laughs> I like him as a director. Um, and, and I'm not such a diehard fan of the Alien saga where I don't. I feel offended or I feel this is a good move. It's just it is what it is. Was he directing or is he producing? Oh. Question. Uh, let's look. I think he's. I want to say producing, but let me double check. I one more caveat I want to add to this. He actually <laughs> I do want to see what he's like doing original stuff because Don't Breathe was great, but like his name is also in the mix of a lot of legacy films like Texas Chainsaw and and Evil Dead. I let's think his name was put his name in the mix for that. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like I want him to do something different. Like leave these legacy franchises alone he is director and writer okay he's kind of cute with this gray hair okay it's kind of hard to like oh, not get pigeonholed in Hollywood right of Don't Breathe was a good film Don't mm-hmm. Breathe 2 was not a bad follow up but I, you're right. I don't think he has. Um, I don't think he has taken to like a non-franchise thing, right? No, not that I'm aware of. Because he even did one of the um, the girl who kicked over the spider's nest movies. <laughs> I forget what that's called. <laughs> the, the girl with the spider tattoo. Thank you. Yeah, to think about it for a sec. But I think he is attached to more franchises than he is actual original work because I know he did um, episodes of From Dust Till Dawn as well. Hmm. Which I like that show, and I wish I would have had cable because I would have definitely have supported it when it was 
airing in real time before it got canceled. But, you know. I've never seen it. It's not bad. I enjoyed the way they pay homage to the predecessor. I have never seen From Dust Till Dawn Part 3, so I don't know if it acknowledges that film at all. But. I don't have too many good things about that one. Or nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even worse. You know, but there's something to be said for this, right? I think we've done maybe eight or ten episodes this year, and Fede's probably come up in at least six of them. Yeah. Well, because we had Tex Chainsaw. Yeah, and then I guess what else? What other reasons? <laughs> Why do we bring him up? I think we brought up Evil Dead a couple times. Okay. I guess today we brought up Don't Breathe. I'd have mm. to go back and listen, but yeah. I hate to hear myself talk. I don't know how you listeners do it. <laughs> I hate to hear myself talk. <laughs> well, you know, Olsen twin. <laughs> Moving right along. So tonight we're talking about X, the particular horror movie <laughs> set in 1979 a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural texas <clears throat> excuse me but when their reclusive elderly host catch them in the act the cast find themselves fighting for their lives written and directed by ty west starring mia goth jenna hortega britney snow one kid cuddy all goody. <laughs> Sorry. And um, Owen Campbell, who speaking of Evil Dead, did any of you guys think this was the same guy in Evil Dead? No, I wasn't thinking about it till mm. just now. I could see it. Yeah, like, I don't know that actor's name either. That was shot. No, 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 no. What was his name? Okay, ignore me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Uh, Lou Taylor Puccini. Yeah, there They look very similar. I'm not sure if makeup was just like, hey, make him look like Lou. Because he looks like a hippie. <laughs> um, so that kind of took me out of it for a little bit initially. Wait, wait, which guy? The, film, the, the, the uh, filmmaker guy. The yeah. glasses. The, the cinema. Oh, him. Yeah. Oh, they look okay. All right, I was just trying to piece everything together. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I I thought so. Maybe I'm the only one. You know. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, but keep it moist. I mean. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't listen. I hate that word. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I want to be a star, Wayne. Mm. <laughs> there are some lines from this movie that do stick out. Um, so we talked about initial impressions. We'll just get into it. Basically, uh, a ragtag group of filmographers make their way to maybe the first Airbnb in history. <laughs> for <prior> <laughs> <clears throat> by elderly couple Howard and Pearl 
And uh, right off the bat, we know something is off with Howard. He he immediately pulls Wayne at gunpoint. And I think that's good enough reason to leave. As they're watching from the van, Bobby Lynn, Jackson, Maxine. Um, I forget Jenna Ortega's character's name. Lorraine. Who? Lorraine? Lorraine. Lorraine. Our church mouse. That's what they call her. Yeah, church mass. <laughs> I'm just kind of looking. <clears throat> wow, I should have had a throat lozenge. You okay? Nothing. <laughs> if I only did a better impression of Nancy Reagan, this throat would be clear. Oh! I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me after the show. I don't want to sound stupid. I'm pretty sure if you just Google throat goat, <laughs> you should a th- know. A th- just Google throat goat? Yes. Our listeners are wait. like, what the hell? <laughs> it's a song by Kim Petrus. Um, keep scrolling then. It's like a beard. Oh, wait. Madonna, Nancy Reagan, and a throat goat explained. Does that sound? Yeah. Sounds like you're in the ballpark. Okay. I'll read. Okay, you guys go. I'll I'll read and then. Yeah. So, as I alluded to before, the movie does start off with them just honestly making a porn. And there's some. I wouldn't I would jump scare, but it, it, it's teeing up some tension. You're like, oh, okay, this is going to happen. No, Maxine is still in this jumper, chafing her little nipples off, and nothing's happening. And it's like, okay, here's this sex scene. Yep, that's Brittany Snow's boobies and Kid Cuddy going at it. Can still I just nothing. say, I was shocked. To even see Britney Snow topless. Me too. And it's like, that's like, she's part of my childhood and all that stuff. And like, just, I always follow her career. And it's like, I was in the theater, like, what? I was shocked. <laughs> I wasn't shocked, but I also don't know her whole body of work. So I didn't know if that was me <laughs> or not. Like, I only know her from Prom Night and the Pitch Perfect movies. Whatever else she's done. You know, I, I'm not aware if that's her first time. I thought maybe one of you guys were going to contradict that, but oh, okay. Well, I remember her from, she was like, what was that, Guiding Light? Because, you know, I used to watch, like, soap operas and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, she was in, like, Guiding Light. And I remember her in that show, American Dreams. Like, that was where I was first introduced to her. Okay. None of those are mine. I the only soap opera I used to watch, I can't even think of the name, but I'm pretty sure one of you guys will know it because Pashes? Yep, Timmy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Pashes. That is my only show that I used to watch. <gasps> uh oh. He got there. <laughs> <laughs> Devin's young mind has been penetrated. 
Okay. All right. I got it. Okay. So Nancy um, Reagan and Phaedra Parks allegedly have a lot of common. Oh, God. Yeah. Took it back there. Is Nancy from Atlanta? <laughs> I just clicked out of it, too. Okay. okay. I think we left off on Britney Spoves. Britney Spoves. Bobby Lynn. Let's just call it Bobby Lynn. That's easier for me to say. And I, I believe the first conflict in this film is when Church Mouse decides she wants to get in on the action and RJ is conflicted and has the saddest... I, I don't care shit about their background story. You got enough, right? Enough. But RJ taking that sad-ass shower... Really, I felt for him. That tugged at some emotional strings. He was crying in that shower. He he looked so defeated. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like, yeah. I mean, part of it too. Um, like part of it for me, I I kind of thought that he was. He thought that he was a little a little bit above the kind of work that they were doing. Like mm-hmm. he's a real artist, real director. So to see his girlfriend, quote unquote, kind of slum it with these people and go to their side, like it was a huge, obviously, it's a huge blow to his ego. I, and I love that they added this into the film, especially with um, Lorraine's character, because mm-hmm. like you have to think back during that time, like. Like, if you were to meet a woman and she tells you, like, oh, I'm an adult work, like, sex worker, I do this kind of work, it was always frowned upon, but then it was, like, when they had that whole conversation, like, I want to be in a film, and he's like, no, and she's like, why? Like, she's questioning him and all that stuff. I feel like it was, like, to go along with the whole women's lib movement that happened back in that time period. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I'm a woman, like, I or can't even, do it like or even current times like I feel like this movie is very sex positive. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't think yeah. uh, it's like I don't I don't don't come for me people. It's like male gaze light. I don't I don't know if there's a term for this yet. But it's definitely compared to a movie that was actually made in 1979 this tackles the subject like RJ's dream. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that. You, you said, like, male gaze light. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I looked at it as more of um, pro- progressive gaze. Because this is a film about uh, adult film actors. And typically in any kind of film, even especially a slasher film, especially one directed by a, a straight guy, the women are going to... You're going to see boobs all over the place. Are you talking like, about RJ or Timeless? Huh? Are you talking about RJ or Ty West? Ty West. Okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, so you would see a lot of these um, actresses, they would be topless. So when I saw Britney Snow topless, I was a little shocked. But then you also see a lot of male nudity. And then even when you're comparing the male and the female nudity, none of it, I think, is done for shock value or to be overly provocative, maybe a little bit, but not too provocative, but I think they're trying to be as authentic within their, their world. And I quote, we're going to be rich. Feel how hard my cock is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He had another guy touch his cock and that's, that's progressive because, oh gosh, I have to think of a movie. I'll get back to this in a second. Cause I want to point to another movie as an example. 
Okay. But yeah. All right. So we 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 take or we expose Lorraine's innocence, or maybe not innocence, but uh, naivety. Because I think that was her only reluctance is that she was never exposed to something. And then as her character experiences is that she realizes that she really doesn't have any objection to it. So I, I, I appreciate the character depth. I don't know. I, I don't mean this in a bad way. I don't know if it was necessary <laughs> as, a, as a plot device. Like her character doesn't go through any other growth after this moment. Um, however, it does lead to RJ going missing in the middle of the night and where we get our first full look at Pearl, mm -hmm. the wife, and or I thought something was off about Pearl when I first saw her, but I just couldn't place it. For those of you who don't know, it it's Mia Goth playing Pearl. I didn't realize that until at the second viewing. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, she's doing double duty as Maxine. And and the Pearl, and the, yeah, I didn't get that either. And I didn't even that thing. Well, we'll get to that. But there's another part where it should be more <laughs> obvious that she's playing her. And even then, I didn't catch it. Well, I think it's the fact that um, Howard, you know, definitely looks like a prosthetic. And I'm just like, all right, well, maybe they're going uh, for a distinct look. I get it. And then the more you see Maxine, that's when you start to realize that's also prosthetic. And it's like, I could not identify the actress whatsoever. Like, I wasn't even thinking necessarily it was one of them, but more like I just couldn't tell by the facial features of who it could possibly be at all. Right. And at times I was finding myself way too fixated on the face, and I did not figure it out. I came, or I left the movie theater, opened IMDb, and at that point when I saw it, because thank you, A24, I got to go to early screening. Uh, Pearl was not credited at all when I saw this film. Nor was there the trailer at the end. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I wonder how they did that, or why did they do that? I think it's so people wouldn't give it away and start talking about it too soon. Mm. Plus, I think that's an added bonus to go back. I have not seen this film a second time, but it's just more because I've been busy with work. I would definitely watch this. I will own this. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, but I digress. We get our first bloody, bloody kill. The first kill... You know, for being, I don't really know the minute mark, but we had to be a smooth 45, 50 minutes into the film. Mm -hmm. And it was, for me, satisfying. We get the shades of red. We get, uh, uh, he got stabbed in the throat originally? Uh-huh. He was in the, yeah, in the neck, and then she just kept going and going and yeah. going. And then, yeah, the, the intensity of, like, Okay, this this little old lady is, is something else. There's what all is going on here? <laughs> and she was moving quick too. I'm like, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> like she shuffled across the ground like really fast. I'm like, oh, oh no no. <laughs> yeah, because it kind of tees you up to think that maybe she's not all there, or that um, you know, there's a slight 
senility about her and or it's the assumption I made, I guess. No, I and thought that as well. See her first kill. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, and then we have Lorraine eventually wakes up to go look for RJ, finds Howard. Howard starts to help, and then we get probably probably the most notable scene. Jackson wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> There's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> and I wasn't talking about what's going on outside. <laughs> um Kid Cuddy is probably got the best I, I, I don't know if it's prosthetic or not. But I'm sure. the best reveal for me since Boogie Nights. He was blessed. I was very happy to see what I saw. I feel like it was a prosthetic, but I was still happy nonetheless because I was surprised he did any nudity in this movie. Uh, yeah, my audience cheered. Oh. Like hooting and hollering <laughs> when we got that full frontal. Yeah, it was a nice sight. I guess I like I like the the how the men were also honestly objectified. That's not the right word I'm using. I'm looking for, but their bodies were used in the same way women's bodies are typically used in these films. Yeah, right. It's balanced, but it, it was done deliberately instead of trying to be provocative, which is amazing on Ty West's part. Hello? <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, also leads to our next kill is Jackson. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell. Right, we don't we don't actually see him die on screen. Oh wait a minute! Spoiler alert! Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> for the top of the episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll fix that in post. <laughs> Which made me think that there that he could possibly come back in some capacity in the third act. I was just happy he wasn't the first one to go. Yeah, they did curb a, a trope that is ripe for that time period. Mm-hmm. And speaking of time period, I, I, again, you guys know I'm biased. I am a TCM fan. And I feel like this film could have easily been a Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel. Mm-hmm. That just makes more so sense. Of these least- people have Leatherface in their basement instead of a sex slave. And yeah, so- I mean, it makes It'd be better than some of the actual Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequels. Oh. Yeah, and this film, shot in a foreign country too, looks more like Texas than someone else's film. Yeah. <laughs> I think also in the same country, right? Weren't they both filmed in Bulgaria? No, yeah. not this one. Oh. Okay. 
I think this was the New Zealand. Mm, this was okay. coming. Okay, got you. Um, now I feel bad about the spoilers. All right, how about this? <laughs> Circumvent that. Why don't you guys just tell me what your favorite kill was? <laughs> As you go, you've seen it more than me. <laughs> favorite kill. Huh. I will have to go with um RJ's. Is that his name? Did I get his name right or did I butcher yeah. it? Yeah, I have to go with that one. I mean, all the kills were great, but his, it was like, I kind of jumped a little bit. Because it was just like, it was just like one quick, like in the neck. And you're like, oh, she's going to be done? Yeah. You were like, oh, that's it? Like, she's just going to let her bleed out? No, she like climbed on top and like just kept going and going and going. And it's like, I know some people are like, oh, she's an old like lady. Like older people are not supposed to do that. That's that's a lie. <laughs> don't don't let uh, looks fool you. Yeah, Haley Duff. Completely understand. Oh too soon. <laughs> My bad guys. <laughs> I um I have two and I've only seen the movie once, so it might be, <laughs> my memory might be a little fuzzy. Um so the first scene, it's not even a kill scene, but it's where Martin Henderson is walking around in the tidy white he's. So I could have been distracted. I've never found him attractive a day before in my life. Oh I have damn it. Oh, he's just like there for me. But like in this movie, he was very hot. Um, but the scene where he's in the barn and he steps on the rusty, he's walking barefoot and he steps on a rusty nail. Mm. Like you know it's coming, but it still it still affects you, <laughs> still hits you. Um, and that was just oh, great direction from Ty West and the sound design. But um, the kill that got to me was actually um, spoiler alert, uh, pearls. <laughs> like I knew she was gonna die, but. <laughs> like she got deaded, you know. Like I, uh, it was satisfying, over. though. Yeah. So I really, I really enjoyed that one. All right, don't don't hate me because this is a uh, a bit of a. All right, it was just satisfying. <laughs> but, uh, Bobby Lynn's death by Gator. I, I love the mm. fact that they teased the gator in the beginning, and it's like you can't show me a gator in Texas for some reason and not use it. So as the kills were happening, I was like, "Are they not going to go back to this goddamn lake or pond or whatever it was?" And then when it finally happens, uh, you know the the practical effects were there for me, and I was just like, "Yeah, she got gatored." <laughs> I was really curious to how the whole gator was going to play out in this movie. Because, like, they, it was, like, based, I want to say such a big deal, like, when they first brought it. I was like, okay, he's going to play, he's going to come into play at some point in this movie, and I want to know how. Like, is he in on this, too? Is the gator horny, too? Like... Oh, <laughs> 
I wonder if that gator scene was a reference to um, oh, what's that movie? Eaten Alive by Toby Hooper. Oh. Uh, you know I what? Wonder. Yeah, that would be. I would love to see an interview with Ty West to see if he was also inspired a, at all. Yeah, it's also a '70s setting. Yeah. So I also have a runner-up now that I think about it, and this one is like unexpected. But uh, the death of Lorraine's finger in Ooh. the basement. That shit got me. That basement scene was creepy as hell. And you saw some oh. um, dead dingling. But yeah. <laughs> I have so many questions as to what Pearl was doing to him. Listen. Because <laughs> it seems like he should have been strapped down on a table, but he was strung up. Like, is there gear missing that we didn't see somewhere else and she's swinging? Or, like, what? She was probably just bent over in front of it and probably had her husband, like, swing him, like a swing, and, like, push him. And, yeah. I would suck your soul out. <laughs> Pearl stressed me out this movie, okay? She stressed me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, ma'am, you are 80-something years old. But I can understand because that's the message of the movie. Like, you're pressuring your husband to give you some, and he's telling you, honey, like, I can't because of my heart. And you're like, no, you can handle it. And they got butt-ass naked on that bed. And I'm in that movie theater with my mouth open. Like, what the fuck am I watching? <sighs> I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm stressed. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a very sexual movie. <laughs> Which, but it was handled in a mature, tasteful way, in my opinion. Because I think it was more of a commentary about sexuality than than using sex as a trope. Oh, hands down. Like, this is yeah. a movie to where, like, you know, like, there's some of those older movies and you feel like if someone walked in on you with no context, you have to explain what's going on on the screen. Like, this is a film where I feel like I wouldn't have to say shit. <laughs> sit down or not. <laughs> Grab some popcorn. Get yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I... I you know, and it's sort of, it, it's not just like the House of the Devil, but it is sort of reminiscent of Ty West's earlier film, House of the Devil, in the sense that the first, like you say, Greg, the first kill didn't happen probably until the 45-minute mark. So it's mm-hmm. sort of a, a, a slow buildup. Like, the first two acts are, are this buildup, and then the third act, everything goes batshit crazy pretty quickly. Um and it ends sort of abruptly. I, I, I really, I, I'm really digging Ty West. I haven't seen the Innkeepers, but I'm wondering if he has that same, same style in that movie. Innkeepers. I think I saw, like, I did. Uh, I saw a little bit of it. Not my kind of taste, but I, heard, it's decent. Mm-hmm. It's got, it's got a lot of good reviews, but it's not my type of movie. Yeah. How did y'all feel? Like, what? How did y'all feel about the whole uh, the musical break in this movie with landslide? 
I love how they incorporated that into this movie. Uh, Twitter wasn't too kind about that. Fuck Twitter. I didn't see anything. (laughs) What were they saying? Uh, Just like, why is there a musical number in the middle of a horror movie? Do they not know this song? Do they not listen to the lyrics? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, you have Ty West, who is, in my opinion, kind of a musical genius. And you have Britney Snow, who has a beautiful voice. And, and she's also known for singing. It would be kind of weird to have them in this movie and not utilize that. Sure. I mean, it, it didn't bother me at all. I, I like the fact that it doesn't have to play into normal tropes of how horror movies have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Rocky Horror Picture Show is a whole musical. Yeah. And we love it. I love it. What did you guys think was the commentary on sex or what what the movie was trying to say about sex? I, oh. Or sexuality. I feel like it was more about the whole, like, how, like, like, getting older, you fear about, like, are you still desirable? Like, uh, just like like accepting that you're changing, your body's changing, everything's not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. And it's like like your sex drive is not going to be the same. I mean I Unless you're Maxine, you'd rather chance your husband dying than not get off again. Damn. <laughs> But I just feel like it was just, like, just, had like, the fear of aging and, like, youth and just, like, like, how Pearl was just, like, like, there's there's this one scene, like, when she's talking to Maxine and they're showing pictures of, like, a younger Pearl and she's just, like, reminiscing the good days, like, being young, being youthful, being desirable, like, living in her prime. And it's just, like, yearning for that once you reach a certain age because i mean i like a lot of people they they're 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 scared of that like they feel like their life is older when they hit a certain age like they won't be able to do the same things that they did when they were younger Mm -hmm. so about like the fear of losing your sexuality yes or your sex your sex desire that uh, yeah yeah. What about you, Devin? I was going to say, what about you, Gray? Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, mean, I think it's, I mean, the way I looked at it, it's sort of a commentary on the judgment of sex. Because you have one group of people who are a part of the adult film industry, which already comes with its own set of judgments and, and external baggage. But we see how they're more of a, some people within that group, it's a family and it's also a business and it's, it's a very um, collaborative dynamic that didn't seem toxic, at least not with these group of people. And then you also have the judgment of sexuality in older people, like Ash was saying, and how that never goes away. And that, especially for maybe with, with women, maybe because their sexuality is tied to their identity so much and Pearl's sexuality or the the way it was expressed had been lost. She was trying so hard to recapture that. She'll literally kill for that. So mm-hmm. that was just sort of my take. 
How about gray? I think the whole, the film as a whole, is just designed to circumvent expectations. On one hand, we have the sex industry and sex workers and how sex is perceived by people amongst your friend group. Like we have Lorraine uh, mixed in with the actors uh, versus, you know, the people in the industry worried about outsiders as well, thinking they have to keep it a secret from Howard and um, Marianne. I forget her name. Pearl. Damn. <laughs> and how it's just like it's this constant game of hiding. No different than this film itself is like an homage to, as you pointed out, Toby Hooper's work. Uh, there's a direct reference to Psycho. Um, yeah. Rain verbally saying it and the actual car being thrown in the lake. And the um, shower scene. Yes, and the shower scene. So, uh, Ty West has definitely taken what he's known about horror, you know, from this era and has turned it on his head as far as like, there wasn't much guessing. You know, I wanted someone to die by an alligator, but I didn't <laughs> know someone was going to die by an alligator. I, I did not figure out Mia Goth is playing two characters. Um, so for me, it did circumvent some of your expectations of a slasher. Everyone didn't get naked in the first five minutes. We had a whole, you know, strip club, road trip, uh, Texas chainsaw gas station thing go on. In other words, I liked it. it <laughs> people get it in multiple levels, just depending on how meta you want to get with it. Also, even the fact that Jenna Ortega, it character from screen talks about being in an A24 film and now she's in a damn A24 film becoming, I guess, a screen queen in her own right. And perhaps even Ty West gave her a similar obligatory nudity shot like Nev Campbell in Scream from 96. Oh yeah, where it's teased, but it's not really there. Yep. Her scene was actually making me a little nervous because I'm pretty sure she was not 18 when she filmed that scene. So oh, wait. she's almost, she'll be 20 this year. Oh, so maybe she was. I thought she, like, just turned 18. Okay. And I know, like, on Twitter, oh, my gosh, this was, it was disgusting how some people are like, I wanted to see Jenna Ortega naked. Like, y'all are gross. <sighs> Come on. Who are, who are these people you follow? Because maybe I. I, I don't her. follow them. <laughs> I don't follow them. It's like people that I like I follow follow mm. them. Like you know how like you'll see on your timeline like so and so follows this person. Yeah. And like people were like complaining like cuz they didn't get to have they didn't get to see Jen Ortega's sex scene. Like that's come on. Go read a porno. It's free. To those people. Yeah, and, like, it didn't make sense for the character, necessarily. But it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It wasn't needed for her character. For Brittany Snow's character, it was needed. For hers, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, and uh, people hard-pressed about it. Uh, she's young in her acting career. It may happen before you die. Like, get over yourselves. Right. It's a weird thing to wish for in a movie. No one's going to showgirls to look for nudity. Damn. 
Yeah. Don't choke. <laughs> uh, uh, if I die right now, the last words I ever said was showgirls, I'd be upset. I'll make sure to repeat that. <laughs> Ray said showgirls, and he just he just croaked. I do too. I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah, I think it's on Tubi as well. Yep. If not, I'm sure it's playing on VH1 in like one hour. Right. Uh, <laughs> Which is also a testament to the film and not needing the nudity. This thing streams on regular television constantly. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a classic. You were the one that told us about the Rena Riffle sequel? Yes, Showgirls 2, Pennies from Heaven. <laughs> Melodies from Heaven. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you uh, just look, I think it's free on Prime. But if you just look at the trailer on YouTube, that's literally all you need. Is so. it going to stress me out? It, I mean, it gives you the whole plot of the movie. It's like Halloween Kills. Everything you need is right there, right there in that movie, in that trailer. Hmm. Oh, and there's also another Showgirls sequel. I might have said this before, too. So there were two Showgirls 2 films in production simultaneously. But one was an American production, which is the sequel that we've been talking about. And there's another one called Showgirls Exposed, which I believe is a German film. And that film has no narrative or or production connections to the first film. But someone said, hey, let's make a showgirl sequel, and there you have it. And it's never been released in the States, from what I understand, but I have seen the trailer for it a few times. I can't find it anymore, but it's such a weird, abstract, expressionist (laughs) trailer, and I don't even see how this is considered a sequel to showgirls. It's more like a a cop thriller. Uh Only an hour and six minute runtime. Oh, Uh sorry. It looked awful, but like, you know me. I mean, it was no X, but it was good. So, how many swinging Kit Cuddies would you guys, or Kit Cuddy wings would you guys give? <laughs> uh, I'll take eight inches for. <laughs> oh. What's the highest number of Kit Cuddy swinging dicks can I give this movie? Uh, I mean, I want to say five, but it's not really a five-star movie. I'll give it three and a half swinging dicks. <laughs> well, I'm just going to cut my eight inches in half and give it four swinging dicks. <laughs> and I'll give it two and a half. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it like, I'll give it a four. Give us what I swag a dick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and are we all excited for Pearl, the upcoming prequel? Yes. Even though I have yet to watch the trailer, I don't know why I've been dodging it, but yes, I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know if the official trailer's been released, but I do plan on going to see X again in theaters and just uh, watching that. Plus, I think I want to see Wayne's Kill again. We didn't. I didn't make anyone's list. But that whole pitchfork through the whole Ooh. thing, 
left me like, did it have enough holes all the way across for all <laughs> the things to fit through? And how many times do you guys think they've killed someone that way? Like, I need further investigation. And can we just talk about how brilliant that was for Ty West to fill that back-to-back? It was like, oh, fuck it. I'm releasing it again this year, so. Oh, yeah, for think- real, yeah. IMDb said he like wrote the prequel while they were quarantining for two weeks before they shot, and then That's he asked crazy. her the day they wrapped if she wanted to do a prequel. She was like, "Yep." I'm excited. Yeah, and it's already filmed and everything. I just don't think they've announced the release date, or I don't. I, I have a feeling this won't go to theaters. I feel like this is going to go straight to streaming or be included in the Blu-ray or something. You think? I, yeah, I don't see this going to theaters, at least not in a wide distribution. I have, a, I feel like I it'll do it pretty well. Because well. if you think about, I, I don't know if this to be true or not, but if he said, hey, do you want to do this on the last day of filming? Chances are the set was still up and already paid for. Mm-hmm. So if all you're doing is bringing in a new cast and paying them and everything else is already built, whatever, you're already saving money. Well, yeah, but I'm also thinking, like, from a business... I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we'll find out this year. Let's put... We should put money on it. All right, how about we put some swinging dicks on it? (laughs) (laughs) As many as we can get. Yes. Open wide. Wait, is this Christmas Blues 3? Huh? Did you just say open wide? Yes. That just slipped right in. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised Catholic. I do not approve of any of this Devin. context. <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> did you mute me? <laughs> I did not. Oh, I thought you muted me. Oh. Nope, that was all Ash, I guess. Uh-oh. All right, well, that's going to do it. Another episode in the books. Ty West's X. I don't think this is the last time we'll be talking about this film this year. Here's what I found so. from wikipedia.org. X, or X, is the 24th and third to last letter in the modern English alphabet and the ISO basic Latin alphabet. And that was Siri, everyone.